Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there. It's showtime. Picture it. Did I do that? I'm Sailor Moon, the champion of justice. The power is yours. Well, welcome, Radical Ones. This is the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast with Ryan and David. We don't have a topic today. We are freestyling. It's going to be a little this, a little that, a little coffee talk. I love freestyle music. We're not talking about Little Susie here, but... We're not talking about... Lisa, I mean, Lisa, we could. This Lisa, is... Lisa, Lisa and Cult Jam. There's no wrong answers today. <laughs> well, maybe you should go into the into the mailbox and get out the, the mail that we've received. All one pieces. <laughs> Hold on, let me take out this one little piece of paper. You've got mail. This actually, a weeks ago, back in April, I asked if there was any questions that anyone had for the show. And we did have a response. This is from friends of the show, Sean. He asks, what childhood show or movie do you think has the most impact on your life and how? That is such a hard question to answer because there's so many little things that have really stuck out for me but i will say that i don't know why that's the top of my head you know what comes up you're gonna th- this is gonna laugh the electric grandmother <laughs> oh my so people i bet you people don't even know what this is david you should just tell everyone about this movie because this it's could a- be the whole week should do a whole podcast on that <laughs> well so if anyone it, wants it, to hear about this yeah it, it stars oh god stapleton what's her name it was wow, maureen, maureen stapleton 
Maureen Stapleton. So it was Maureen Stapleton. It was about a family of three kids and a dad. Their mother died and they get a mysterious coffin something comes down from the sky and it said and it's this talking thing and it says come to bellicini's like factory or something and we're the electric grandmothers or something like beautiful noodle what is yeah i know well that's a whole other story (laughs) basically the movie is about three kids who lost their mother it's a single dad they get an invitation they they get an invitation to go to i think it's called bellicini's factory and they end up doing these different things picking out like colors Colors and different things, and they create an electric and eyes too, right? Yeah, Even eye like, colors. The they, eyes? Yeah, that they actually all speak into a microphone, and it records all their voices, and it basically creates an electric grandmother. So the whole premise of this movie is so sad. It's at strange. Point, and strange. Too, it's very strange. It's very sad at the same time. So there's two boys and a girl. The two boys take to the grandmother very quickly. And they just like the fact that this woman is there like a motherly figure for them. The little girl hates the grandmother. She resents her. Was her name Agatha? No. Yeah, Agatha. Agatha? Was her name Agatha in this movie? Yeah, Agatha. Yeah, not Abigail. Agatha. Oh my God. She shoots milk and juice out of her fingertips? Yeah, and she like cooks for them. She does their laundry. She reads to them. And she personifies all of the the aspects of, of a loving grandmother or parental figure while the dad is able to go to work. Towards the end of the movie, the kids start to really like love her. But so so we're going into like AI and how you know things mm. like that. And so basically, the reason why I love this is, and it's it's made a difference for me. And I'm going to tell you because I'm I know I'm very long winded when I talk about things like that. But so there's a point in the movie where Agatha gets very upset and runs from the grandmother. She's really upset. She's like, "You're just going to go away." And she's like, "Like," and then she stops what she's saying. And and the grandmother's like, "What do you like? Who? Like what?" So she ends up running running away and she almost gets hit by a car and the grandmother actually pulls her out of the way and throws herself in front of the car to save her from getting hit by the car so then the girl is drying her eyes out bawling and like oh my god don't leave like mom did don't leave like mommy left me and oh my god i'm crying thinking about it and she's like i can't die i'm i'm robot essentially i'm an electric grandmother she's the electric grandmother so um Lo and behold, you find out that this whole time this girl is resistant to loving anybody else again because of the fact that she lost her mother. And she's afraid that she's going to be left alone again. So let me let me tie this all together. There is a song. It's very emotional for me and very poignant. So there is a song sung about don't fear and, you know, never fear. And actually, towards the end of the movie, you find out that the kids have aged. So they're older yes. and, the, the, and the grandmother oh. comes back to take care of them again. So I, I'm tying this in because I sing that song. I change the lyrics. I sing that song to my son. Yeah, that's a, be- it's a, it's a beautiful thing because it comes full circle. And it really, it brings you back to your childhood. You know, and now you, you're a parent as well And now. I think about how my children have gone through loss. You know, we love them, but they dealing with their, you know, the loss with their own mother and the issues that they went through. You know, she's not gone, but she's gone to them because of what, you know, my children are adopted. And obviously there's a reason why they're in this, they were in the system. So I guess that, I guess that brought something out of me. So that is, a, there's a song I sing to my kids. I change the lyrics to from uh, dad and daddy instead of grandma. And it actually fits really, really well. I used to sing that to my littlest one every night to make him go to sleep. And um, so that movie, I guess, means a lot to me because it also talks about loss. It talks about being able to love again. So that that means a lot to me. So that really, I guess, is, is the answer. Timothy. 
Timothy, never you fear. Trouble won't trouble you now that I'm here. I know the secrets that grandmothers know. Trust me to love you and help you to grow. Okay, so, so it aired on January 17th of 1982 on NBC as a 60-minute Project Peacock special based on the 1969 science fiction short story, I Sing the Body Electric. Trip the um, Light Fantastic? I don't know. <laughs> but to David's point, this is a very obscure movie, but it is a really powerful movie as well. And it really makes you, again, like most of the things that we cover, Last Unicorn, it makes you think of life and death and legacy so yeah so electric grandmother definitely it's totally obscure though uh yeah i i I actually got it on like a bootleg dvd that was ripped from a vhs tape that was so old i have it honestly i think that's the only way you can get a movie like this because there's so many of these made for tv movies that are just lost for for time i mean we've mentioned banicula we've mentioned the trouble with miss switch these are cartoons but these were tv movies and they're lost to time Well, you know, what's really funny is that, again, very ahead of its time, you know, we always go into that ethical conversation, or I don't even know if that's the word I'm looking for, but like the conversation about AI and can computers or programs learn to have feelings? Because the funny thing is at the end of the movie, there's a bunch of grandmothers sitting together, these electric grandmothers, and they're all chatting. And the one grandmother says, you know, sometimes I think I feel. And she's and the other grandmother goes, says, you know what? Sometimes I think I feel too. And then they play like the sound from the whatever their speaker or whatever it's funny. Like they I mean they look like human beings, but like yeah. of the grandmother, like the kid saying, I love you, grandma, and this and that. And she's like, you know, what? oh, I remember. I do sometimes think that I feel. And it you kind of kind of draws that line. And it, you know, based on the fact that it was based on a short story, is that correct? Yeah, it's based on a short story from the 60s. It so, makes sense. It sounds again, <laughs> it's ahead of its time. It's also talking about that that kind of duality or whatever you want to say between what the physical world to us is and fantasy as well as, I mean, where we're going with technology. So. Wow, David, this is even more. So it was, it, the film is based on the 1969 short story, I Sing the Electronic by Ray Branbury, which itself is based on the Twilight Zone, I Sing the Body Electronic, 1962, which was the episode that he, this author wrote. So he wrote a, a Twilight Zone episode in 1962, but then made a short story which led to the electric grandmother so that that i guess definitely stands out for me you know and definitely means something there's so many things we talk about so many things that are important to us and so many things even down to when we do thundercats it's like there's certain things that i learned from that show like morals you know, the moral story, the moral ending, or whatever you want to say. But anyway, yeah. I'm trying to think of even anything close to that. Still through today. Mm. I would say it's when you were told that you were going to be a circus performer by your guide. Oh my- <laughs> yeah. Why didn't I? Why did David? I could have been something. I could have You been did like something. Dumbo Circus when you were a kid on Disney Channel. Dumbo Circus to see an elephant fly is something that you really shouldn't <laughs> miss. And what about the elephant, the elephant show with Lewis, what was it? Oh, Sherry, Sherry, Sherry Lewis. Skidamarinky dinky dink, skidamarinky do, I love you. One elephant went out to play upon 
He had such enormous fun that he called for another elephant to come. That was definitely a god. Sher Sherry Lois and Brand. Yes! God, you know, I'm trying to think of something that still touches me today. Well, I gotta tell you, I mean, David ha had brought this up in another episode, but I cry still every time that last episode of Charmed comes up, and you see... Oh, I cry too. I mean, it shows when they have the pic... I only, the only thing missing is obviously Shannon Darty's picture. Which, can I tell you, by the way... They should have just paid her to put it on the wall. That would have been the it. You know what I found out now? Well, this has been going on... You know, the um, Brad Kern was the guy who took over when the original creator and Shannon left, and they say basically he kind of might have been battling with Shannon two over things he's the one who took over and basically made it the sexy fairy tale how much you know, tighter charmed. can the clothes get how much more clothes can Alyssa milano take off and exactly exactly and he's currently he stole the book of shadows from holly marie combs famously because evidently they were supposed to do like part-time with Ownership. him part-time with her yeah and he's yet to uh <laughs> to relinquish that to holly but he says years later that he found out it wasn't the case that they could have used prue and shannon darty's likeness the whole time they didn't have to pay for her so to me i think he just after all these years that was his f you to her and all those things like oh i'm not using you but i mean I could be putting things, but anyway. I mean, wasn't but, she still the exclusive producer and so was Alyssa Milano? I would have went back and had her picture put into the last episode. and that would They been could the, still do it now, honestly, if they wanted to. That would have been the copy yeah. of, it's like going back. Star it's not Wars? A, Star it's Wars, Detroit. yeah. <laughs> Lucasfilms will come in and destroy every copy that does not have all the new stuff in it. You will never find a copy unless you have an obscure VHS tape from 1981. Speaking of Star Wars, I have to tell you, that is another thing that I feel like I just grew up with being the younger brother of you and and michael but star wars is another thing that i feel like i sit there and i go oh my god star wars really has a generation every generation has a star wars in you know like the in original trilogy <laughs> a sequel is born jar jar banks go away no ma'am no sir no <laughs> yeah. thank so your kids david have no interest in star wars no. right at all <laughs> no. my children have no interest in anything that makes me happy no i'm like kidding um, I tried to share with them Peach Dragon. Eh. Yes, okay, yes. They, they'll actually watch the new one, which doesn't anything like the old one. They have watched Bedknobs and Broomsticks, which was also one of the Oh, old. okay. They're they okay with it. Uh, they're all right. They're not... They're not too impressed, but they, they're okay. <laughs> but you know what? I guess that's why they make remakes, right? Because there is something about a modern take on But a you story lose the magic of like the original song. So again, so no no offense to the dragon community. No, the new no. The, new, <laughs> the, the, the the newer remake of the or the live oh, action, Pete. I should say, of no, not even the live action of Beauty and the Beast. Mm. Angela Lansbury singing Beauty and the Beast versus Emma, Emma Thompson. Thompson. Yes. Okay. So yes. Emma Thompson versus Angela Lansbury's crackly, beautiful old voice. There's no comparison. I'm sorry. Like, to me, again, no offense. She's a great actress. I, I, nothing against her. I don't have against her voice either, but there's no comparison. And I'm sorry, I love Will Smith, but Robin Williams, even though, again, you're, what you're comparing a cartoon to a live action, but I, I'm talking about just the, the funniness, the level of cleverness, and the, there's no comparison between the two. So yes, I love to see them do live action stuff. I love it. It's cool. You know, even Maleficent. 
which gives a new take on Maleficent, but I mean... I like it for what it is. You know, Maleficent in that movie is pure evil in the original. I'm sorry, movie. yeah, you can't be like, so oh, it's- oh, she was scorned by this man who cut her wings off, so now she's going to curse a poor innocent child. That makes it, so, like, okay. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Sorry, it doesn't make you a it's better kinda- person because that make you less evil to curse an innocent child because you're mad at the father. If I'm mad at my neighbor, I don't go after their children. <laughs> You know, some people do, though. Well, these days some people do, but, like, normal people don't do that sort of thing. So I have well, they definitely, tr- they definitely tried to, I guess that's a reimagine remake? Oh, my God. Retelling? And by the way, who did not believe for a few months or time period that I actually thought that it was, uh, what's her name singing? singing the- yes, Angelina Jolie. It sounds I exactly Angelina like- Jolie. And I think they purposely made it seem like that. It was, it was Lana Del Rey. I agree. I thought it was Angelina singing that Once Upon a Dream for months as well. Until I looked it up and went, oh, it's Lana Del Rey. Which makes sense once you hear it. You're like, okay, I guess it is Lana Del Rey. But exactly like Angelina. Yes, I agree. I wish it was. Although maybe she can't sing. I don't know what. I know she can do a few things. That's how she stole Brad Pitt, according to that new, that, that book that came out a couple of years ago. Oh. No, she did well, something. She was able to do something with her mouth. That's what I heard. But that's it. I, you ain't heard that from me because I ain't one to gossip. <laughs> so, what? <laughs> I think the term I... tongue punch to the fart box was used. Oh! Oh! Oh, that took me a minute to. <laughs> that's all I'll say. That's as graphic as I'm going to get. Tongue lock to the tongue, fart Tongue box? Pun. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Holy I've, never heard, I've never heard that term before. <laughs> it's like when a knuckle dragger on the uh, Thundercats monkey and is a knuckle dragger. So, Thundercats, do you think. I'm really interested to seeing what you know your kids would actually do you think when this thundercats movie comes out that this would it'll appeal to joe and probably actually honestly so yeah they they'll like it because they like if if it's action adventure and stuff like that i think they'll like it my little girl is the epitome of little girl unicorns magic but she will brawl with those boys if she has to she'll and she tries to outsmart oh my god she's so funny she's like she'll tell my littlest son matthew um I think you want to watch PJ Masks now, don't you? You know you like PJ Masks. Oh, how about Gecko Boy or whatever she and he and it's meanwhile because she, she wants to watch him. She wants him <laughs> to come to me and ask instead of asking. So she manipulates them. You know you really like that show. You'll have a lot of fun watching it. Why don't you put that? You'll on? have a lot of fun watching it. <laughs> Total manipulation. She's going to manipulate every if she. If but you know what though? That's good because she's surrounded by men. I know. She is the woman of the house. If she, if she goes that way, if she, whatever, you know, again, I don't put any, star, you know, any kind of things on anybody. But labels, she, yeah. Labels, but if she goes, you know, if she likes boys or whatever, she'll she'll work them. That's good, though. Don't That's good. Yeah. I don't have to let her be ahead. That. Let her be ahead of them. The, the she will put up with them. The she'll like, she, uh, she'll, you know, what was it from uh, my big fat Greek wedding? The man is the head. The woman is the neck. And she can twist the head any way she wants. <laughs> So, so you said Star Wars, what else? Well, I'm trying to think of, uh, again, so I wish I had a more powerful, I mean, okay. answer. It's so, so generic me, for me to say charmed. I, I don't want to. So let me, just... let me, let me pose it to you a different way. 
you know, I thought about something for a while about events that happened in pop culture that mm. meant something mm. to us or changed the way you thought about something. So what about that? Let's let's like you want to dive into that? I mean, I think we can probably well, do that's something really, like that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, because there's so many memorable things. I'm sure we could just I mean, things top of the head. Think about just I mean, no particular order, but things that have happened to you. Because, again, this show is based on um, retro, but a very pop history retro because we're doing we do movies, we do music, you know, cartoons. So what what kind of sticks out for you? We'll kind of bounce back and forth. What about that? Well, I mean, the first thing that I can think of is, my God, uh, well, real life, my God, the death of Anna Nicole Smith, for some reason, that shocked me. I mean, I guess we, I mean, we know leading up to this. I make beautiful music together. What was she saying when she did, well, you oh know, my like, God. My body. <laughs> like my body. Like my body. I used yes. to go, like my body, Dunkin' Donuts, baby. <laughs> That's so, a trim spa, baby. <laughs> so what, I, I'll agree with you in that, because what got me was that, again... Her son being her son dying, probably. Her yeah. son, and then her... So I feel like that really was tragic. It was so tragic that she was so distraught. And again, I think there was foul play in some portions of these things. But Howard Stern, I'm totally he probably. I think this married not the, her. Not the not the, not the shock. Not jock, the billionaire like, shock jock that would have us snuffed no, out. We're talking about a lawyer, a Howard Stern, yeah. who married Anna Nicole, filmed her in states of you know various drug use while she's pregnant. Remember the clown video with her with the clown makeup, right? I totally believe killed her son because he would have gotten he even took pictures of him dead in the hospital to sell and in the coffin. Who does that when you're in shock that let's And in say. love and in shock, yeah, I agree with Exactly. That. So that I agree with you. Pretended to be the father of the child, you know, the, the Dan- baby. Dan- yeah, Danny. I think she was murdered. Yes, she has drug issues, probably started way before Howard was in the picture, but there's something to that. Uh well, you wanna go you wanna go tit for tat with this? What do you want to do? So oh, go ahead. <laughs> So, so Ryan. What day was this? <laughs> what day did he? Do- what day was this? I got. So there's two back. different Michael Jackson stories. So let's start with the first <laughs> part. I didn't even think of the other one. So let's start with the first part. So I get, I'm working, I don't even know what job I was working at or where I was. It was, I was across the country. I think it was in California and you were in New York. I'm working. 2009. So I'm, the picture, picture it. I'm working and, you know, had a, had a very long day and all of a sudden I look at the very end of the day because I didn't look at my phone because I was just so busy and I get a text message. Michael died. Now, if if we don't know, uh, we have a brother named Michael. So immediately, considering I was at work and we did not have news on, nobody was talking about Michael Jackson passing away because I was just busy doing my job. I thought my brother died because Ryan says, just doesn't say, oh my God, I can't believe Michael Jackson is dead or died or MJ. He goes, Michael is dead. (laughs) You know (laughs) So talk about devastating and insane and oh my God moment for me. I don't, it's one of those things that I I wrote so fast before my brain could even catch up that I just, I was literally going into, I was walking into a Best Buy. I can picture this very moment, walking into a Best Buy. Everyone around was like literally coming out going, I can't believe it. But like, and I'm walking around and all of a sudden I looked it up. Michael Jackson died. He, David was the first person I texted, but of course I left out the Jackson part. <sighs> yes, so that was one Michael Jackson moment that was shocking for me. 
Do we want to go into the part about the candlelight vigil? Well, there was, so there was, I guess, I don't even remember. There was, a, there was a gentleman that I guess wanted to court me back in the day online and was- A gentleman that wanted to court you while you were having tea on the lanai as well? Yes, yes on the lanai. It was, I had no interest in this person, just wanted to be friends. So there was one time after that, I think, right? Because I didn't, I think I didn't message back or yeah. something right away and he got pissed off for some reason. And I, did I take your phone? Did I just take your phone? and type it well we took a picture do you remember this i'm like where's a glove like we took a picture of a candle and i it was like not even like a michael jackson glove it was like a it was like a white like winter glove that i just had on my hand like acting like it's a michael jackson what did we say david like how dare you you how dare you you know basically come after me when i'm at a michael jackson candlelight vigil (laughs) and that's all it took was to explain it because at that time the news was showing all these people doing these like Michael Jackson candlelight visuals. So and if when in doubt, this can be used for many different things. Substitute blank candlelight visual, why you didn't get back. But you gotta send a picture along with it. Yes, you, have to you, have to, you have to have evidence. Everybody wants evidence, visual evidence. And you have to use your you have to use your own hand and stuff because oh, well yes, we're people all about... will nitpick everything. So if you if you have a little tattoo or something, make sure you have that in the picture so people see it but this was like the beginning of iphones and everything to move on from michael so talking about deaths Aaliyah. no seriously so Aaliyah, i i cried i felt so bad i had just seen the uh, interview that she had done and they asked her what she wanted to be remembered by Uh, she said basically i don't know exactly the wording but she basically said i want people to remember to me as an all-around entertainer but more so a good person she died very after that filming the video for rock the boat and so funny because she was also in Queen of, Queen of the, the Damned, Damned, which is so had to have been so hard because she was playing a dead vampire, you know, a vampire, and it was after she had passed away. So for her family and friends, and for her fan, you know, family and friends and fans, it, it's particularly hard because knowing that she was dead, that it was so new, and that she was playing the undead. And, you know, to find out that the plane went down because it was overloaded because the person didn't know what they were doing. And basically they found her curled up, her body curled up outside of the, the plane crash because it was a small plane. She was filming a, a video on a, like a tropical location. Yeah. And it was almost done. Wasn't it? Was it done or was yeah, it almost I mean, they, done? They put or... it out. They put it. Yeah, it was out. Yeah. Rock the boat. So that really, you know, Left Eye Lopez as well. Oh, I was going to say the Left Eye, too similar. I mean, she was literally in the middle of filming a documentary while when she died, right? I mean, you could see leading. I know that they hit something. In, well, um, she was in Honduras, right? Fil- they say that she yeah, was murdered, kind of- too, because she was doing some kind of work with Dr. Sebi. This guy said he can cure AIDS and all these different things. I don't know. So that said, that definitely was going along the lines of, you know, Anna Nicole, MJ, Aaliyah. Left eye. Well, Whitney too. Whitney. I mean, talk about. I guess some things aren't shocks, but when you hear like Whitney, you it's like these big names. Of course, everyone. We all have a reverence and love for these people and their talents and stuff. But you also know that they have some of them have very sordid histories and and are struggling with drug abuse and depression and things like that. You know. So that's definitely something. Oh my god, I feel like this is a death rattle. Oh One god. thing. Oh, let's go back to actual. Let's 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 dip into fantasy a little bit too. Fantasy. Okay, let's go. Let's TV. do it. So. We'll talk about another death. We had actually discussed this previously. Um, Buffy's mom. Buffy's mom. That, I think, was one of the biggest, to me, 
that episode when she died, when she found her on the couch and she was dead, was more traumatic, poignant than her biggest fight against Glory and the first yeah, one and she this. Died, yeah. And it was like, I think that episode really basically like stands alone in, you know, pop history as one of the ones that really like and no know. music was, you remember it that was the crushing. body it was it was, it was called no, the body wasn't it the body they used no music at all it was like a silent episode and yeah the emotions in that and just having buffy come in and she's like mom mom mommy and you know the the character of buffy this character went through everything and she still remained a good person which is that that basically that, that was horrible that was probably one of the things that really shook me it was kind of like america's mom died too you know and like modern more, more because Joyce was and it was stemmed from a real life medical thing which was even worse because it's a real life thing well followed up with that what about Buffy being brought back from the dead and seeing her as that skeletal rotting corpse I still get like oh about that thinking that Buffy was rotting dead in the Mm. coffin and then had to break her way out so so again well, I guess death really shocked death! us. Death. <laughs> the other, the other thing, and I don't think I have anything else in mind other than the episode of Charmed when Paige takes Piper and oh, Leo to the hell the, has no fury the, the grave a mausoleum not a mausoleum but it's like a like, like a wall like a yeah, vault like a wall. Like a vo- and she takes her there and she basically brings out the emotion and in in Piper. Holly Marie, and she basically says it's okay to be angry at her. Tell her, you know what I mean. And you think that she's going to go after Paige because she's been very angry yeah. at Paige this whole time because she's alive and her sister's dead. And meanwhile, this is a half sister and all this stuff. But she she says, "How dare you? How dare you?" And she runs and she's banging on the crypts, whatever the door, little thing with uh, the name. Yeah, on the it. wall with the plaque and, and everything. She's saying, "How dare you do this to me? How could you leave me?" Tell her, Piper. It's all right to hate her. You should hate her. When my parents died, I hated them for it. I was alone, and I hated them. It is okay to hate Prue. How dare you leave me? How could you go and die and leave me here all alone? Please don't I need you. Please Oh my god! Literally, I could cry thinking about that too. That was I'm actually right one of the best. Right now. That was probably one of the best. Give it up to Holly Marie. I know she's got a new name now, so it's not Holly Marie Combs. Holly Marie Ryan. Holly Marie Ryan. They give it up to Miss Holly Marie Combs Ryan, Jacqueline Smith, whatever. <laughs> God bless you. But that was probably, that was one of the best acting pieces I've seen on the show. Well, that whole, even her whole thing with getting ready for Prue's funeral on the episode prior. I wonder, like, because they were good friends at the time, and that it was such a shock that she really drew from the emotion of I the fact so. that, you know, they just got rid of Shannon Darty and like overnight for whatever reasons. And I think that might have hit her too, because she was her friend. And they, she were friend. Yeah. they were best friends. They were, yeah, they were best so, friends at yeah. the time. I mean, that's definitely something. Um, what else comes to mind? To you? Well, well, what about speaking of charms? I still love when they vanquish Cole and, well, the fifth time. I don't even know at this point when that moment when Phoebe is crying and they're playing that song Courage. And then they do the thing where they come into Phoebe's room and they go in sister order of their age almost. Like Piper, you know, embraces her and then Phoebe's in the middle and then Paige kind of like comes in at the end it really was a, a moment to solidify them as sisters which was wonderful well, the, all those things shocked me is there anything you're thinking of that happened on tv or 
Yeah, yeah that wasn't. Who shot JR? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, seriously, what else what else is there? And not even just death. I mean, there's shocking things that just happen in general. Like Does anybody remember the um newscast NBC News with Sue Simmons and Chuck Scarborough when it looks I like he's falling asleep. Like it must have been it was like late news, and she basically says, What does she say to him? What are you doing, fucker? Or that. something like that. At 11, pay more at the grocer, but getting less will tell you how to get the most. The fuck are you doing? We need to acknowledge an unfortunate mistake that I made and one of the teases we bring to you before this program. While we were live, just after 10 o'clock, I said a word that many people find offensive. I'm truly sorry. It was a mistake on my part, and I sincerely apologize. David found out something later about this news anchor. So somebody knew Sue Simmons, <laughs> and they said she was just a total filth bag. Basically, pre-pandemic, obviously, this is many years ago, she would come into newscasts with, like, ratty old pantyhose or, like, whatever on bottom so you would you didn't see it because she was sitting at the desk. She basically so didn't from care. the waist down. So the top up, she was professional woman yeah. news anchor. Bottom down, Trash. you don't know what you're getting. Trash. <laughs> Trash. So she was just like didn't care. She was like did not care. But I ain't want to gossip. So if anyone asks you, you ain't heard it from me. No, you haven't. There's something, and again, you have to put the link to this. So something else that shocked me before, very obscure, is on YouTube, there are these things to learn English from Japan or Japanese to Japan, Jap Japanese to English and English to Japanese. And there's this one where the girl is dressed like a geisha-esque sort of a thing. And I don't even know what, what can we say <laughs> this? Because it's really vulgar. She basically is going over common phrases and she's like... <laughs> She's saying, like, do you want to call to an American, like a guy? She's like, come on, Tashi, come on, Tashi. And then she she goes, proceeds to teach you to say things from Japanese to English, like my, can we, can I say that? Oh, yes, you're so good. Come on. Come on, Tashi. Hey, Tashi, come on. Put it in the link, but she says the most graphic thing. I will say for me, I will say that also Selena's death was shocking to me in the sense of, so I knew about Selena before she was more mainstream because at the time my boyfriend was Spanish speaking and he knew about her and he kind of introduced me to her. And I remember hearing her for, for and really like thinking, wow, she was phenomenal, the energy. And then to know that she was killed by her fan club president who was stealing money from her terrible loss i think it it's a tribute to who she was and how talented she was that they're still making shows about her obviously her parents pushed for these things too but it still sells it's still the movie selena made jennifer lopez's career i'm sorry she was the fly girl before that i mean again no offense love j-lo love the music everything but that's this is what really springboarded her oh, definitely to, to, to start definitely them. so it's like almost like it became it positioned her to be able to become a singer well because people was thought she was actually movie. singing in the movie yeah. that didn't know jennifer right. didn't know selena right. too they thought she was the actually one singing i mean she and had to she's dance gone on there. to do that of course yeah. like she's she does do like selena tributes and sometimes when yeah. she does shows and things like that well okay here we go traumatized and i we definitely are going to do an episode about this but return to oz the wheelers <laughs> come here chicken <laughs> Beware the 
Wheelers. Dorothy, it's Wheelers. Dorothy, Dorothy, Belina. D- I mean, David. Is that a chicken with you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's chicken. your girlfriend. That's your girlfriend's movie. What's her name? Faruza. 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 Return to Oz is traumatic. In, in general, it, it is not the Wizard of Oz that you think of. It is, uh, they give Dorothy electric shock therapy at the beginning there's of a, there's it. There's an evil queen like that. that cuts people's heads off. That oh, Mombi, forget it. Just the fact that that whole scene when she goes into Mombi's palace and all the heads start coming alive kind of thing. That, but the wheelers are human-like creatures that have wheels for hands and feet. But they're like elongated. It's just the scene how they set it up. Like there's graffiti, beware of the wheelers. And Oz at this point is like everyone's turned to stone and it's quiet. And then when these squeaking, wheeling creatures come out to to chase Dorothy, it's traumatizing. They chase her into a room, basically, down a cavern. <sighs> Terrifying. And they said they're going the to th- tear her body apart and throw it into the deadly desert. Deadly desert. <laughs> you have to come out sooner or later. And when you do... We'll tear you into little pieces and throw you in the deadly desert. I haven't done anything to you. Isn't that a stolen lunch bail in your hand? Isn't that a chicken in there with you? Chicken! The Gnome King doesn't allow chickens anywhere in Oz. Who's the Gnome King? <laughs> Who is the Gnome King? <laughs> One of them, yeah, definitely gives me the Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman feel. One of those people, the a rusty anchor. God, I'm just trying to think of what, you and I have a very unique <laughs> perspective on certain things. Like, I'm trying to think of what really, really, obviously when, again, late, a lot of deaths, Lady Die, Diana, Lady Diana oh, died. that was JFK Jr. I mean, it's been through everything. Even with that Miley Cyrus, the twerking, tongue twerking back in the day. Like, I feel like nothing, after after the last year that we've been through. Well, that's true too. I feel I- like nothing, at this point, anything could happen. Anything. People were licking toilets. People, remember that? Touching people them, were licking. Ma- ma- Masturbating on Zoom meetings on newscasts. Oh, yeah. Couldn't even control himself. Ha- couldn't even wait till the- <laughs> turn the camera off. Certain things. <laughs> <Couldn't> he- <laughs> I'm really trying to think of things that really shaped us. That really sh- did. What really? Oh shaped well, you? I I know it. The the pop culture shocking moment is when David showed me Desperate Living for the first time by John Waters. I didn't know what hit me. <laughs> What was up? What was down? I didn't even know movies existed like that. It's almost John Waters is almost like snuff films. They're like <laughs> they're so shocking that you're shocked that these things were able to be put on. <laughs> yeah, but they're like I mean now I guess nothing. But desperate living out of everyone, David. I mean <laughs> desperate living was. I mean honestly. <laughs> I mean yes, all John Waters films, and, and especially I mean what's the one with the feces that everyone knows about with um divine eating? Oh feces. god. Yeah. But, but but to me, Desperate Living beats it all because there's a town. It's Mortsville. This is this kingdom of like degenerates and criminals. Les- degenerates yeah, criminal and criminals. Lesbians. Um, uh, Mink stole as what the hell is her character? Edith, Edith Massey was the was the queen. The, the, oh my god, who's uh, better known as the Egg Lady in one of John? Eggs, eggs, eggs. Uh, yeah, Mink stole. Oh god, I am not responsible for your personal safety or happiness. Fucker, and then, then right? the woman, then the a... woman that's like, I sleep in the bedroom next to you naked. That's the 
what? Oh, so so actually, John Waters did a much more high budget movie along the same lines with um, Johnny Knoxville and yes. um, Chris Isaacs, Tracy Ullman. So it was Tracy, Tracy Ullman, Ullman, yes, Tracy Johnny Ullman. Knoxville, Chris Isaacs, and Selma Blair were the main character, the big the big names. And that was definitely a funny movie. It was all about sex addicts in a town. And they, uh, listen, so yes, anything John Waters was shocking. And I have to say, very graphic and perverse and horribly filmed because that also adds to the ambiance because he probably had no money, no budget. But like having that B film, C film, D film quality while the most bizarre. I mean, one of the movies, there was a baby ring where they were taking the mothers, taking their babies and killing them in the basement and selling them. Um, that's the one with the. That's yeah, the, the one the with. That's the one with the filthiest glass. people in the world. Oh my god! Yeah, if you, I mean, I don't even know. You have to be a special kind of person to be able to watch John Waters films and not be like, I guess "What the what?" I guess now I would say, "Oh, afternoon viewings," but I no, know at the time no. I, mean, still, I was like, still, oh. "Very graphic and over the top." Yeah, I, remember, I think I purposely did stuff to shock you because I thought it would make me make you. Um, I don't, <laughs> I don't say, no, no, I don't mean like that. Like, not, I, I wanted you to realize that your perspective of the world was very maybe narrow compared to the craziness about it wasn't about like that's trying true. to harm that's you true. or oh, to no, make you feel uncomfortable not. it was more like do you realize that there is stuff as crazy as this out there or there's stuff as bizarre as out there that this is you know this is very vanilla but this is over the top and there's everything in between i think i always talk to you i, I honestly i always try to talk to you like an adult whenever i spoke to you over the years even when i didn't see you for long periods of time i always did my best to always try to speak to you like i would an adult even if you were younger i think it i feel like it was going to help you well that's why we say he was this he was the biggest inspiration for me over the years for everything <laughs> for everything for everything did i ever tell you that when i was doing music and i did some recordings and bands that i worked with did recordings that we would go into record stores and we would buy like cheap knockoff, you know, like cheap, like, you know, whatever. And again, no offense to anybody, but like just come crappy CD of like, you know, flute music or something. And, and, yes, I, and we yes. would take the sticker off and put it onto our CDs that we made and put them inside the record stores in hopes oh. that someone would just buy them and recognize the music. How smart. But how smart is that, though? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they would say, like, what would show up on their system. They, would they probably say the wouldn't, name. but it'd be funny. Maybe. And they would be like, hmm, okay. This is trash. Throw it out. No, <laughs> somewhere around the line, there's probably floating around there. So, yeah, that was funny. But um, this was fun because it was it's not our normal episode. I like that we took these topics all over the place. Um, I don't know if anyone else is interested. I think we always take things all over the place. It's just we try to reel it well, back yes. in with the subject. Like, yes. we talk about, like, global warming, and it's like, oh, but wait a minute. The Thundercats episode we were talking about with oh Mumra. <laughs> Aliens are invading oh but um oh june 1st they're declassifying the alien information everybody june 1st of this year declassification from the u.s government papers Mm. are going to be released they're going to release papers i honestly i think it's a distraction honestly i think it's like look over here while we'll put we'll we'll pull out this out of here and now you got aliens to deal with honestly i think of the aliens if there were if the if and when or if they are aliens they would want they would have already taken over or had at us well you know they do do those probings 
so oh my god this is the beginning of summer for all of us this is gonna be three months of new episodes it's dad bod summer everybody it's hot dad bod summer like what is everyone's hot yeah. girl summer hopefully you could all t- handle that because my body's too bootylicious for you baby I'm, I'm i'm interested in seeing how people are going to enjoy being this like continuity thing where it's all all friday the 13th movies and how we're doing Saturday morning cartoons now with the Thundercats. So, yes, you know, which is I'm actually kind of excited because that does fit with Saturday mornings that way. I hope so. we don't get anybody upset as like Friday morning on the way to work or something is like, I wanted to listen to Thundercats and I'm not listening on Saturday. That's true. What happened? I, I will definitely make more posts as we get closer as well to remind everybody. Don't, don't make us jump the shark. Fonzie, literally. Listen, Fonzie, I'm jumping the shark. So that was this week's Radical Retro Rewind. So you can always reach us at you Universal Appeal 2020, all one word, for David and the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast, all one word, on Instagram as well. You can also find us on YouTube, where we update with videos and different fun little things on there. We just had a contest, so we are planning to have another contest going forward in the summer for anyone who didn't participate in the last one, basically everybody. So far- But Jane heard that from me. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.